Hello and welcome back to another episode of Coming Up Winners. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, joined by a special guest today. We've got Damian Lillard in the building. No, we don't. We have Andrew Lynch, who is as clutch as Damian Lillard. Yes, I'm pointing to my wristwatch. How about that finish? I mean, that week might as well have Damian Lillard on the yes. podcast because he could probably dial in from anywhere with that kind of range. Ooh. That was that was outstanding. One of the greatest shots in NBA history, I think we can say. Like, that was, I mean, if only for the reaction afterward. Like, oh. that's, the, that's the energy you need when you hit a big parlay, you know? Just, like, just be Damian Lillard, ice-cold assassin. Yeah, that's what he is. Uh, and speaking of parlays, on Lock It In, I had... A very chalky par- a parlay. I had uh, Philly, Toronto, and Portland. And thank you, Damian Lillard. Once again, I'm leading on Lock It In early in the week. Hopefully this week I won't choke it away. All right, let's jump right in. We will get to the NFL draft. I've played about six, so far six bets on the NFL You're draft. You're a maniac and I love it. Listen, uh, just a quick note. There was a bloodbath last year in Vegas for the draft, so they pushed back a lot of their bets this year. Uh, we will have some numbers for you. A lot of movement. I posted my mock draft on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, hopefully that does get well, but it will give you a window into some of my bets. But let's quickly start with the NBA. First up, two games, Wednesday night, Jazz Rockets. Houston coming off that clunker in game one. Four held under 100 points, went 0 for 13 from three in the fourth quarter. They are big favorites, eight and a half point favorites at home against the fighting Utah Jazz. Lynch, do you have a play on this, a side, a total, any inkling? I just want to go to a concert where there's fighting jazz going on. That sounds outstanding. <laughs> uh, give me the chalk. Give me the Rockets. I think this is a double-digit win. I think they take care of business. I don't think they want this to go to six games. You know, we talked about before the, the first round started. It hasn't come to fruition, but I really thought that Jazz team theoretically, defensively, could match up with the Rockets. And I think we've seen that in Utah, right? That they've, they've, their role players have played better and they've kind of contained this Rockets team and James Harden in particular. Not expecting that in Game 5 in Houston. You're right. Uh, they really have contained James Harden. Uh, a former guest on this podcast, Sean Hurley, uh, if you listen back, he did pick Virginia to win the title before the tournament. He was texting me that James Harden point total unders are 4-0 so far in the first round. Uh, that Tonight, it's 33.5. That may seem low, but again, if this is a blowout, he's not going to get 33.5. I actually bet uh, you'll it'll be revealed on Lock It In. I have Chris Paul over 16.5 points. He's trending up. He played angry in the fourth quarter. His role players weren't hitting. And all of a sudden, as good as the Rockets looked in the first two games, their bench in Game 4. Uh, Austin Rivers did nothing. Daniel House was 0 for 6. Missed uh, a lot of open threes these did. past two games. And, and you, you wonder for a second, geez, how good is this team? I mean, I, I don't know. They, they did not look great in Utah. They got lucky. When Harden starts 0 for 15 and you still win, very lucky. Um, I did get chalky and I took the Rockets. I think, according to Action Network, 80% of the bets are on the Rockets. So I'm on the square side. 80% of the bets, 80% of the money as well. But Lynch, I mean, listen, we can only hammer this enough. The square side sometimes wins. It's not like the square side wins one in five. It's got to be closer to 50-50. And I I don't mind in the first round being on the Rockets. I'm on Houston, eight and a half tonight. Uh, I don't think Jay Crowder goes for another 23 points. By the way, he had like 21 points in the series before that. All right, let's move on to the night game. Warriors Clippers, this number's running up. It opened at 14. I'm seeing 15 now. Uh, Huge favorites are the Warriors. 
I personally won't be laying that number, Lynch. Uh, we saw the Clippers come in the back door on Easter Sunday. I, I didn't see it myself. I don't watch blowouts. Uh, although, it, listen, Clippers kept it close, right? A little fighting spirit at home. I just, you know, I don't want the Warriors to pull their starters with five minutes left up 23, and then they don't cover. So I would only parlay the Warriors with the Rockets. Rockets 8.5, Warriors money line. Your thoughts on, is there a play? Uh, side or total. The value is staying away from this. 14 yeah. and a half, 15 points is a ton of points. That said, I do expect the Warriors to come out and probably win by mid-double digits. 15, this might even get to 20. And unlike with the Rockets, I feel like the Warriors still have a little bit to prove that this is the, the Warriors team that we've seen before. So while Steve Kerr might rest some of his starters if they do take a big lead, I think if Curry is still in the game or if KD is still in the game, one or the other, they're going to be out for blood in the fourth yes. quarter. And there you go. Leading me right. I mean, this is why he's a great guy on this podcast. Lynch hasn't even seen my notes. And I'm on the Steph Curry over 28 and a half points. So he's coming off an awful game, three for 14. I believe one of nine from three. And he's been in foul trouble a bit in this series. He's going home. He just saw Damian Lillard drop 50. And 50. his little brother call, like, call out the Thunder did, bench. Did that you was, see yeah, that? Seth was oh amazing. my God. He, he's, he's, Seth Curry's over there standing saying, your season's over. He's going to make this. And Lillard hits it and Curry just turns around. I think Steph Curry has a monster game. Durant got his. He got back at Beverly. We know he's the best player in the NBA. No comment from Lynch. Okay. Uh, I think Curry has a big night. I love that player prop over 28 and a half. Warriors Clippers will set up a tremendous second round matchup between the Rockets Woo! and the Warriors. I don't think we're going to dive into that. Do you have any? I mean, five days ago, maybe four days ago, people were saying, listen, Rockets, they're going to push them. They could win. I was getting a little nervous. I, I just, I don't, I was probably an overreaction to those two Rockets home games. I think it's Warriors in six in that potential series on the road in Houston. It just feels like the way Houston's postseasons have ended recently feels like they're going to lose this one at home, uh, at home in game six. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. I think the Rockets are, I mean, they're they're a title contender. They are. Period. I, I, I want to ask, we've, we've seen it two straight postseasons. Is James Harden starting to wear down? Uh, it just, he hasn't looked amazing. I know the defense is good. Lynch, he's shooting 36% in the series. Now, 3 for 20 obviously really skews that a bit. But uh, 36%, 37 from 3, averaging 28 a game. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, I all don't I, think he's wearing down do for not. what it's okay. worth. I just think I think it is the accumulation of, of these defenses just getting more and more knowledge on him, being more and more precise in their approach. And I think James Harden is a very mindful player. And when he sees a defense that is tailored to taking away what he does best, he's going to consider all his other options. Mm -hmm. And so I think some of that hesitance, some of that... Or some of that hesitation, excuse me. Um, some of that, what might look like fatigue, is him just trying to figure out a defense. Yeah. I think we people have said similar things about LeBron in the past. Oh, I don't know, he looks tired. Oh, he's indecisive. No, I think that's just a great player playing the, the mental chess game Ch that is Ooh. playoff yeah. basketball. Chess reference from Andrew Lynch. All right, moving on to the East. Celtics, Bucks. We're recording this Wednesday morning. We've just got word Celtics, Bucks will tip game one Sunday, 1 p.m. I got to say, Lynch, the Celtics came into this season heavy favorites right in the East. They were going to win 65 games. They were going to get to the finals. And um, they come into this series decided underdogs. Plus 225 are the Celtics. I'm shocked. I am shocked it's that low. And I know the Bucks' body of work was great. And they destroyed the Pistons, who are not a very good team. I think there's value. Kill me for this, Lynch. I think there's value on the Celtics. 
uh, Bucks all day here for me. I think the Bucks are going to come in and just destroy the really? Celtics in this series. I really do. I think you get a big Kyrie game, maybe two. Like we've talked about before, having that point guard who can break down a defense, get you buckets in the fourth quarter, one of the most valuable things in the NBA. I don't think it's quite as valuable as Giannis. I don't think it's quite as valuable as perhaps the coaching edge that it really seems like Milwaukee has in this series. I love Brad Stevens. I have often said he is Greg Popovich's favorite coach, and that makes him one of my favorite coaches. But you have bad days. You have bad months. You have bad years, especially as context changes. Brad Stevens has not had a good year. Maybe he pulls something out of his sleeve in this series, but I really think Milwaukee has the advantage across the board here. Shout out to my boy, my boy Brooke Lopez, oh, who has yeah. become a game changer for the Milwaukee Bucks. Sorry, Lakers. I will say this. Defending one-dimensional Andre Drummond and swatting him at the rim three times, not as impressive when you got to step out and guard Al Horford. I'm telling you, last year, Horford versus Embiid, Horford embarrassed him. I mean, Embiid had no clue what to do in the pick and roll. Um, I will ask you this. When you look at Giannis exploding for 41 in the decisive game against the Pistons, are you going to be looked to play Giannis over or unders, or is that too obscure because Brad Stevens does defense. Boston is going to throw some junk at Giannis, and I think they will dare him to shoot. Just for the record. In two game, uh, I'm sorry, three games this season against Boston, Giannis averaged 31 and 10, uh, 59% shooting. So yeah, the, if the line's something like 29 and a half, maybe 28 and a half, I would actually, I would fade under. I would shade under. Excuse me, just because again, I think Brad Stevens and the Celtics defense is going to be keyed in on Giannis, and I don't think he has any problem being the playmaker. He will make the best play for his team. And Milwaukee's got a ton of weapons. Yeah. You know, I, None of them are really household names at this point. But, man, if you're if you're finishing possessions, again, to Brooke or to some of those wings in Milwaukee, they can finish. All they need is Giannis to put them in the right I mean, position. Sheldon Brown, uh, who looked great against the Pistons. Hello, uh, Jalen Brown. And uh, I don't think Marcus Smart's going to be back for this series, right? Yeah, he's not going to. All right. I'm looking hard at the Celtics. Now, in the other matchup, Raptors-Sixers, I haven't seen a line. Maybe Conrad can drum one up. Uh, obviously, the, the Ra- line that I've seen so far is Raptors minus 220, Sixers plus 180 for the series. So the Bucks are bigger favorites against the Celtics than the Raptors are against the Sixers. Correct. That feels Interesting. right. You, uh, that seems like maybe that, that struck you a little... Uh... I, I think the Celtics are a better team, though, than the Sixers. But I guess... I I, th- I don't see the Bucks as decidedly better than the Raptors. I, just, I mean, I look at it... I think the Raptors and the 76ers are, are closer than the Bucks and the oh, Celtics are. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Matchup-wise, I think the Sixers can definitely slow the Siakam-Kawhi Leonard tandem. When you look at... Jimmy Butler, you're smiling at Pascal it's just, it's, Siakam. I just love Pascal that. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I love that that's where we are. You so, know, it, it's really, in a lot of ways, as the Warriors have perhaps become a little more vulnerable, I think we talk a lot about whether the Warriors are good or bad for the league. And I actually think they're good for the league. I think they get eyeballs on the league. I think they get kids, you know, wanting to be Steph Curry. It grows a new generation of basketball fans. But I will buy that the, that their success obscures some of the other storylines in the NBA. So to see someone like Pascal just like really grow into this role as a huge player on a potential finals contender. That's really, really cool. And it, if you have the 2017 Warriors, maybe we're not talking about that as much That's as we fair. are. Uh, it's a great point. I, I just, when I look at the matchups, Jimmy Butler, an elite defender against Kawhi will be interesting. And I believe Ben Simmons will be tasked with Pascal Siakam. That leads Tobias Harris is kind of a lonely guy. Who's he going to defend? 
I don't know for my for my I'm looking at the Sixers here. I know it's been a chalky first round. I'm looking hard at Sixers Celtics as dogs getting value in the East. All right, uh, any any parting shots on the NBA, or could, should we move to the NFL draft? Lynch? Oh man, you know I've been a little under the weather the past week, and the more I thought about it, I thought. You know, there's just no NFL gambling out there to bolster my immune system. So I think that's what it is. Let's, I need gambling to make me healthy. All right. So I have already bet over two and a half Alabama players taken in the first round. I'm not going to give you trends on history because, frankly, I don't think that matters that much. Amen. But it's at 225. you got to lay some wood here. Quinnen Williams is a top five, top ten pick for sure. Jonah Williams, the offensive lineman, will be a top 20, top 25 pick. It comes down to, do you believe the Raiders... We'll take a chance on Josh Jacobs, the great Alabama running back. By the way, I gave this out on Lock It In. Josh Jacobs has 251 carries in his Alabama career. That's about a third of the carries that Leonard Fournette had in college, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley. I'm t- Joe- Josh Jacobs is going to be awesome as a rookie. I love him. I think he goes late first. And then Irv Smith, the tight end. We've seen a lot of tight ends go recently in the first round. A couple kids out of Iowa that Conrad loves. And you toss in Irv Smith. I think over two and a half Alabama is a play. Um, I think under three and a half quarterbacks in the first round. Get out of my head. This one is interesting because it really comes down. We agree. Haskins, Kyler Murray, and uh, Daniel Jones. Oh, I have. I, so I'm. I, I'm not much of a, a college football guy, but I. I very much trust our man Joel Klatt. Klatt has three quarterbacks going in the first round. He, in has, his Drew mock. he has Drew Locke going 15. Interesting. Well, Drew Locke out of Missouri. I, it's tough to tell if you look at his numbers against good teams. I mean, he just soiled himself. He could. He couldn't do anything against the elite SEC teams. Daniel Jones is kind of one of these like looks the part guys, smart guy. Had the same uh, coaches in college that Eli Manning had. Uh, I, it just feels to me like under three and a half quarterbacks. Well, this, I don't so think has Locks- this conversation perhaps pointed to four? And I, the only reason I I ask that is because I have bet under three and a half already. Yeah. Plus two thirty five. Well, chop around because you're getting plus three hundred at bet oh, online. Hello. It's a little and it. And to, on the flip side, over three and a half minus five hundred. So it does seem mm. like the the sports books are expecting four QBs, and, and it might be those four we just and named. And this is a situation. Last year, the Vegas books took a beating; they got crushed. But with these prop bets, because there's so much misinformation. Well, out and there. remember, this is only the third year now yes. that they've been taking bets on the NFL draft. And and I think we noted this uh, before we talked before the podcast. Vegas waited a much longer this year to wait for the props. They want to look at the mocks. Uh, they, I'm sure they waited for my mock draft to come out. Obviously, Absolutely. It's obviously McShay, uh, Kuyper, McIntyre, in that order, I believe. Um, and, and, and the numbers are, are really a little stunning. Uh, for instance, DK Metcalf, the receiver uh, who's chiseled out of granite. If you've seen his body, the dude is a beast. He's shredded. He ran a 4 3 and he's being projected as maybe a top 15 pick. I already bet the over 26 and a half. I think he falls completely out of the first round. I I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. And it, it gets back to one of the other bets that I've really looked at is offensive players in the first round versus defensive oh, players in the first bet. round. Um, and again, shop around. At Bovada, the line is 15 and a half for offensive players. To take the over, you're getting plus 175. On the under, you're getting minus 260. Well, I think this is going to be 
probably closer to 12. And yeah. I, by me saying that, I th- Joel Klatt has 12 offensive players going in the first round in his mock draft. And at Bet Online, again, I'm getting under 14.5 instead of that 15.5 and, and only paying the minus 150 because, uh, they're, because mm-hmm. of having one fewer player on the line. I'm getting much better odds. And that's the bet that I'm going to make. And then, of course, I'll take the other side of that, right? Over 17 and a half defensive players at minus 150. This just is not a good draft for skill position players. I mean, there's a couple good tight ends. I think Marquise Brown is the only wide receiver that goes in the first round. I have bet him plus 155, Hollywood Brown, to be... Producer Conrad had to grab a microphone. You you don't have Neil from Arizona State? No, I do not. I don't have uh, Hakeem Butler either from Iowa State, who I love. Uh, I like Butler. I just don't think these guys get in the first round. I think too many people see uh, Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, that's a good comparison, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have Marquise Hollywood-Brown from Oklahoma. I know he's coming off the list, Frank Injury. Uh, I have him at plus 155 to be the first receiver taken. And my last one, the kid out of Michigan. This will be an interesting test case, Rashawn Gary. He's a top seven talent, according to most people, and everyone's betting his over. Uh, I think he's going to be under 11.5. That's a bet for me. I think he either goes 9 or 10. He's a great edge rusher. Uh, one of these like smart guys on the defensive end, who of course people, are, you know, uh, scouts are like, I was too smart for a football player. He like wants to start a company and all this fun stuff. And lastly, Mr. Haskins, the Ohio State quarterback, who Conrad gave out as a money pick, as a slow forty time back at the combine in February. Go listen to the old podcast if you want that. Um, I have him under thirteen and a half. I. I <sighs> I don't think he goes six to the Giants. That that would be my guess. I would think he will probably end up going to the Redskins or someone trades up to get him before the Redskins. Um, so Haskins is another guy to watch. I'm taking Haskins plus 125 as the second quarterback off the board. Second, I like that play. That's a good Conrad, you got any you want to toss in here as we wrap up? The NBA NFL Draft Podcast. Well, I was about to say with Dwayne Haskins, I think he is going to end up going to the Redskins. Daniel Snyder officially came out and they said, in private, that he's taken over the first round of this draft. Last time he was Daniel known- Snyder's taking over the draft. <laughs> well, last last time they said he took over oh, the first gosh. round of the draft. Guess who they took? Mr. Robert Griffin. Oh, RG three. That's right. Traded up for him. Good call. Uh, yeah, I did see that uh, scroll on the news there. So Haskins and the Redskins. So w- do the Giants get panicky? We'll see. Um, I think Giants have two first round picks and they like Eli. So I think they can wait till seventeen to get a quarterback. Actually, I retract my statement. I totally forgot that the Bengals are picking eleven. I think Haskins is going to go with the Bengals. To the Bengals! You got, you Andy got Dalton done there? Very young head coach. Dwayne Haskins can learn a year from Andy Dalton. All it's going to take is a year for this new uh, head coach to come in and say, listen, Andy Dalton's not the answer. I have my guy Dwayne Haskins sitting back there waiting. He comes in year two. Uh, okay, so should we schedule a post-draft NFL podcast for next week? Because just talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, who haven't been on my radar, I'm like, huh, are they interesting now? New coach bump? Maybe a new quarterback? Healthy A.J. Green? Can we make? Can we a talk case? you into talking about a Jets win total over oh, under? Yeah, we'll definitely, definitely talk about that. All right. But we, before we get out of here, yeah. real quick, I, we I, we got to give the people what they want. The the number one story going into Thursday, and again, we're recording this Wednesday morning. It'll be out Wednesday afternoon on the West Coast. Uh, Nevada-based sports books are shutting down the bets for the NFL draft 24 hours ahead of the draft. Uh, but New Jersey-based sports books and offshore books are taking bets right up until the first round. So Ooh. just something to, to keep in mind, now, depending on where you are I mean, when you're listening to this. What's your game theory play there? Vegas is too concerned about some last-minute shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, if I were a bookmaker, I would shut down 24 hours ahead of the draft as well. I think that's super smart. Um, first overall pick, 
Kyler Murray, minus 350. That's come down from minus 590. Nick Bosa, plus 400. I mean, if you want to, I guess I would go 20 bucks on Nick Bosa just for fun. Yeah, like, I I think I agree with you. I'm, I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray is going to be the number one overall pick. But I think there might be some value, and I, I might be crazy here, on Bosa plus 400 with the first overall pick. And then Kyler Murray at Bovada, you're getting plus 650 that he goes number two. So, huh. you know, I might look at maybe a quarter unit on each of those because assuming that if Bosa goes one, Kyler's going number two. Now, whether it's – I think someone well, trades up. He? I think someone trades up to get him. You don't think John Gruden's going to take a chance to get that number exactly. one pick and get his guy? Gruden has three first-round picks. For Interesting. Now. All right, folks, thank you uh, very much for listening. Another episode of Coming Up Winners. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. We will be back next week doing a post-mortem on the NFL draft, and we'll definitely dig into Rockets Warriors. Talk to you then. Oh, man. Can't wait. We're not too late. Can't no, no, we're good. No, I got literally just found out five minutes ago. I got canceled. So. Canceled? Oh. <laughs>